You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team. Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include the last Jewish person is staying despite commands in order to protect the last synagogue and Governor Murphy is ahead in recent polls. Here is your national news recap for the week of August 15th. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is in isolation after contracting coronavirus. Abbott tested positive Tuesday but is not experiencing symptoms. His office says the governor is fully vaccinated and in good health. Texas First Lady Cecilia Abbott has tested negative for the virus. The Department of Health and Human Services is preparing to offer booster shots for all Americans beginning the week of September 20th. Officials say boosters will be administered starting eight months after an individual's second dose. In a new joint statement, top HHS officials said they're starting to see evidence of reduced protection among vaccinated individuals as the Delta variant spreads. Specifically, health experts said they anticipate booster shots will likely be needed for those who received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The owner of Toys R Us is joining forces with Macy's to roll out a variety of toys, games, and fun gadgets for kids. The company's announced the Toys R Us merchandise is coming to more than 400 Macy's department stores next year. In the meantime, there's a large assortment of Toys R Us products on Macy's website. Macy's chief merchandising officer said their hope is moms, particularly younger millennial moms, will pick up a few other items like makeup and clothes while out shopping for their kids. New York City brand management company WHP Global, which has a controlling interest in Toys R Us parent company, says they're not sure how long the partnership between Toys R Us and Macy's will last. New Jersey police are warning residents in Brick and Wall Township about a person going around impersonating a police officer. Police say on August 1st, a man wearing a fake police uniform used a dashboard light to pull a woman over in Brick. Police say he dragged her out of her car after she refused to get out because she was skeptical that he was an officer. A similar incident happened two days later in Wall Township. Police have put out a sketch of the suspect. Disgraced former New York Congressman Anthony Weiner is out of a job. He landed a CEO gig last year with Ice Stone, a Brooklyn company that makes countertops out of recycled glass. The company is known for giving second chances, hiring refugees, the homeless, and former inmates. It seemed like a good fit for Wiener, who did a 21-month prison stint for sexting with a 15-year-old North Carolina girl in 2017 while married to Huma Abedin, a top Hillary Clinton aide. Wiener quit his job back in June after Ice Stone decided to become a worker-owned cooperative, making Wiener's CEO role obsolete. A woman from Ankeny is facing charges after allegedly hitting an Iowa State Patrol trooper with a stroller at the state fair. 
ISP says the trooper was talking to other troopers by the bud tent on Tuesday when Natasha Morris ran the stroller into the back of their legs while the child was in it. Troopers say Morris was noticeably drunk and hit them with the stroller to see how they would react. Morris is facing both child endangerment and public intoxication charges. A Cummack man is due in court today after being arrested Wednesday night under Leandra's law. Suffolk County police say Ryan McDonald was driving an SUV on Town Line Road when his car crashed into a big boulder. The man's children, a 5-year-old girl, a 3-year-old boy, and a 6-month-old baby were in the back seat. Police say McDonald was driving drunk. The kids weren't hurt and were released to their mother after being checked out at the hospital. The massive California Dixie Fire is now at 678,000 acres, turning roughly another 15,000 acres overnight. Containment is stuck at just 35% on the wildfire's 35th day. The Dixie is now the first wildfire to burn all the way across the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Crews continue to battle the giant blaze on multiple fronts in parts of Plumas, Lassen, Butte, and Tehama counties. Additional evacuations were ordered in Lassen County as it continues to advance closer to the city of Susanville. Cal Fire Director Thom Porter said during Wednesday's briefing, everybody is going to be sucking smoke for a long time. This is not going to end anytime soon. Better than expected numbers are in for first-time claims for unemployment benefits. The Labor Department says 348,000 Americans filed initial jobless claims last week. That's the lowest level since the pandemic first hit, and it marks the deadline of 29,000 from the previous week. Most analysts were expecting today's numbers to come in right at around 360 to 365,000. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your national news update. Hi, I'm Joel Vasquez, and I'm giving you the latest news in the world of politics. More than 5,000 U.S. troops are now involved in airport evacuation efforts in Kabul, Afghanistan. Army Major General Hank Taylor stressed that the Kabul airport remains secure under U.S. military control. Since the start of evacuation operations on August 14th, we have airlifted approximately 7,000 total evacuees. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said the U.S. is laser-focused on moving as many people out as quickly as possible. The Taliban has taken over control of Afghanistan, but the airport remains under U.S. control. Kirby called it a perilous environment and said the protection of U.S. troops is being evaluated hour by hour. A Taliban spokesman is pledging to honor women's rights in Afghanistan, but there is widespread skepticism that it will not last. Texas A&M professor Gregory Gauss predicts there will be an international call to help women leave the nation as refugees. I think we in the United States have a moral responsibility to do that. We should do it. But how much people in Europe will see that as something that practically they can do, I, I don't know. He says there will be a debate over our moral responsibility after a 20-year military presence. Afghans who help the U.S. can apply for the process to come here, but there are questions about whether there is enough time with American embassies being shuttered. The Biden administration will not seek to extend the enhanced unemployment benefit of $300 past September 6th. Congress approved the money to help the unemployed get through the economic downturn caused by the pandemic. It expires the first week of next month. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Labor Secretary Marty Walsh notified Congress Thursday in a letter that it's appropriate for the enhanced benefits to end September 6th. The nation's unemployment rate has fallen to 5.4%. 
Democrats in Congress are poised to take another crack at what they're calling a Voting Rights Act. Democratic Congressman Joaquin Castro credits a group of Texas lawmakers who broke quorum and went to Washington to protest a GOP-backed voting bill. Texas Democrats were really instrumental in putting pressure on the Congress and bringing the issue to the forefront. The John Lewis Voting Rights Act was introduced in Congress this week and will likely get a vote next week. Experts predict it will pass in the House, but once again, run into a roadblock in the Senate. It seeks to give the federal government oversight power when it comes to state-level election laws. One Democrat is hoping Texas Governor Greg Abbott's positive COVID test will change his tune. Congresswoman Veronica Escobar spoke Thursday with Axios and said she hopes it will be a wake-up call. I hope that while he is convalescing with the best care around him, he realizes that the vast majority of Texans don't have that. The governor tested positive this week, but is showing no symptoms of COVID. Doctors say that's proof that the vaccine works. He's isolating at home and is receiving Regeneron antibody treatment. That was your political news. I'm Joel Vasquez. Baker with your international news. The last known Jewish person living in Afghanistan is staying after allegedly demanding money for volunteers working to evacuate him from Kabul following the Taliban takeover. An Israel-American businessman said the 62-year-old Zablon Simintov has agreed to be evacuated but refused to leave if he wasn't paid. Simintov said that he had debts he needed to pay. And in an interview with Indian News Network, Simitov said that he had the opportunity to flee to the U.S., but decided to stay in Kimball so that he can look after Afghanistan's last standing synagogue. A Chinese communist newspaper says the U.S. will abandon Taiwan like they did Afghanistan. Mark Mayfield has the story. A headline in the Global Times, published in Beijing, says the Taliban's rapid victory is embarrassing to the U.S. and smashes its image. In an editorial, the paper compared Afghanistan to Taiwan and claimed if a war broke out between China and Taiwan, the island nation's defenses would collapse in hours and the U.S. military won't come to help. China considers Taiwan part of its territory and has vowed to reclaim the island eventually, by force if necessary. I'm Mark Mayfield. The president says troops could remain in Afghanistan beyond the August 31st deadline. On ABC News yesterday, Biden said the troops will stay until every American has been evacuated. Last month, Biden said the U.S. troops would be out by the end of August. A 19-year-old woman is beginning her bid to become the youngest woman to fly solo around the world. Pilot Zara Runthford took off from Western Belgium in her Shark Ultralight, the world's fastest micro-light aircraft. Rutherford is seeking to take the title from Shesta Weiss, who became the world's youngest woman to fly around the world solo when she was 30. Rothford's travel will take three months and she'll stop in 52 countries, including Greenland and China. She starts college next year and dreams to become an astronaut. A woman in England is thanking her cat for getting help after she fell into a ravine. The 83-year-old woman who was reported missing last week. It wasn't until a neighbor spotted a cat meowing near a maize field when the police found the woman. She had fallen about 70 feet down a steep embankment. The woman was airlifted to a hospital where she expected to make a full recovery. Police credited the cat with helping find the woman. 
James Bond star Daniel Craig says he finds inherited wealth distasteful, so he won't pass his $160 million fortune to his children. The British actor has a 29-year-old daughter, Emma, and his ex-wife, Fiona Loden, and he and his Oscar-winning wife, Rachel Wise, have three-year-old daughter. Wise also has a 15-year-old son, Henry, with director Darinovsky in a recent interview with the British magazine. Craig said his philosophy is to get rid of it or give it away before you go. That was your international news. I'm Victoria Baker. And now it's time for local news with me, Sam Whalen. The FBI's Newark office is announcing a hate crime awareness campaign. Dozens of community leaders joined officials in saying they need the public's help in reporting hate crimes. He also said the public should feel safe in reporting these crimes to their office. In addition, authorities said the FBI investigates hate crimes at a very high level of priority. Pennsylvania's two teachers' unions are calling for mask mandates in schools. The Pennsylvania State Education Association and the Pennsylvania chapter of the American Federation of Teachers say masking up is essential to keeping in-person learning going all year. Officials added that this is why they strongly encourage every district in Pennsylvania to require students and staff to wear masks in school buildings as part of a multi-layered approach. They also call for measures like social distancing and promoting vaccinations where possible. Maryland hospital and nursing home employees must get a COVID vaccine or undergo regular screening and testing. Governor Larry Hogan says the mandate comes amid a surge in coronavirus cases due to the Delta variant. Maryland Hospital Association says virtually all of the hospitals in the state have already instituted a mandate or stated an intention to require COVID-19 vaccination for employees. The organization says facilities that employ about 95% of Maryland's hospital workers have already required vaccines. The state has 227 licensed nursing homes, and those that don't comply with the mandate or don't report their data could face fines and penalties. COVID-19 cases are continuing to rise throughout Pennsylvania. Recently, the state added over 2,000 new cases to the total, pushing it over 1,256,000. About 25 new deaths related to the virus were added to the death toll, which is surpassing 28,000. In New Jersey, the state recently reported another 1,258 confirmed COVID-19 cases and 10 more confirmed deaths, with cases being up 259% due to the Delta variant. Governor Phil Murphy is leading in the latest poll on the New Jersey governor's race. According to a new Monmouth poll, Murphy holds a 16-point lead over GOP gubernatorial candidate businessman Jack Cittarelli. The support was 52% to 36%. However, Cittarelli led by five points in southern New Jersey. If Murphy wins, he would be the first Democrat to win a second term in the job since 1977. The school district of Philadelphia is in desperate need of bus drivers. School leaders say that around 80 part-time bus positions are open with just over a week before the start of classes. There is a retirement plan and pension that comes with being a driver. Interested candidates should contact the district about CDL certification before applying for a job. Eleven alleged members of a Baltimore gang have been indicted on hundreds of charges that range from carjacking to murder. Attorney General Brian Frosch says the gang was known as 39 Babies or Green Team. Authorities say the organization used threats and violence to control their territory and frequently had firearms and illegal drugs in their vehicles and homes. They also flaunted guns and money on social media and in music videos. Officials are still looking for 19-year-old Jalen Wise, who is considered armed and dangerous. There is a $5,000 reward for information that leads to his arrest. 
Clinics and pharmacies across Pennsylvania are preparing to administer COVID-19 vaccine booster shots. Recently, federal officials announced that they will begin distributing booster shots the week of September the 20th. They added that the shots will be for everyone who received their second shot of the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine eight months prior. Right now, the booster is available for immunocompromised individuals. I'm Sam Whalen, and that was your local news. And this is Kariah Bennett with your Rowan News. Rowan Universities has issued a statement on the updated mask policy guidelines. With students arriving to Rowan University from communities through the state and beyond, Rowan is following CDC and state guidance and is requiring all students, faculty, and staff, regardless of vaccination status, to wear masks in all classrooms, lecture halls, and laboratories for the first two weeks of the fall semester from September 1st through September 14th. Our medical schools will continue to follow their protocols. Rowan University leaders are also considering precautions for all community spaces on campus and will be issuing further guidance in the upcoming weeks. As we did last year, the university will closely monitor infection rates and will take additional precautions or remove restrictions as the public health conditions warrant. For more information about the health and safety precautions that are being taken for the upcoming semester, they will be updated on the Return to Rowan website. And this has been Karai Bennett with your Rowan News. That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, political, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce, along with the Roan Radio News Team. I'm Nick Earnshaw, your news around the sports world. On Tuesday night, a frightening incident occurred in a game between the Oakland Athletics and Chicago White Sox. Oakland A's starting pitcher Chris Bassett took a line drive to the side of his face off the bat of Chicago's Brian Goodwin in the bottom of the second inning. Bassett was carted off the field during the game, and after an update by the Oakland A's, they said that Bassett was brought to Rush University Medical Center in Chicago after the incident. The A's described the injury as a displaced tripod fracture in his right cheek that will require Bassett to undergo surgery. The 32-year-old pitcher is 12-3 with Oakland this season and has made the all-star team earlier this year. Moving on to the NFL, according to ESPN, the FBI is now investigating Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson for allegations of sexual assault and inappropriate behavior per his lawyer, Rusty Hardin. It was also reported per Watson's lawyer that Deshaun Watson has spoken to the FBI regarding allegations of extortion stemming from one of the 23 lawsuits filed against him. Watson has been seen at NFL training camp but has not held a formal news conference. In other news around the NFL, quarterback turned tight end Tim Tebow has been released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The decision by the Jaguars comes after just one preseason game in which there were a multitude of videos that went viral showing Tebow missing blocks and assignments. Tebow sent out a tweet thanking the Jaguars for the opportunity. From the gridiron to the hardwood, the NBA has announced their Christmas Day schedule for next season. There will be a total of five games on Christmas starting at 12 p.m. The matchups include the Atlanta Hawks versus the New York Knicks, Boston Celtics against the Milwaukee Bucks, Golden State Warriors against the Phoenix Suns, the Brooklyn Nets will take on the Los Angeles Lakers, and finally the Dallas Mavericks will take on the Utah Jazz. The NBA regular season will begin on October 19th. And that was your sports news with me, Nick Earnshaw, right here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. 
I'm Megan Steckler, and this is your Roan Report Business Update. Two of the nation's largest retailers are beating Wall Street expectations. Roy O'Neill reports. Target stores beat expectations for the second quarter, with the CEO saying sales were up in every category, from apparel to grocery items. The company said back-to-school sales are off to a promising start, so Target will raise its earnings estimates for the year. Over at Lowe's, DIY projects apparently still strong. The home improvement chain beating revenue estimates with profits topping $3 billion. Lowe's stores have been doing well during the pandemic with homebound people fixing up their houses. I'm Rory O'Neill. Demand for mortgages is down after mortgage interest rates hit their highest mark in a month. The national average interest rate for a 30-year fixed rate loan rose 7 basis points last week to 3.06%. Applications to refinance existing mortgages then fell 5% from the previous week, and applications for loans to buy homes fell 2%. Spirit Airlines says it lost a lot of money thanks to recent disruptions that led to many flight cancellations. The Florida-based carrier says it lost around $50 million in revenue. Spirit revealed it canceled more than 2,800 flights from July 30th to August 9th. It blamed many factors including weather and staff shortages at airports. President and CEO Ted Christie apologized for the issues in a statement, and he described what happened as a one-time event. Toyota is cutting production of its vehicles by 40% because of the global chip shortage. It's the last major automaker to make cuts because it stockpiled microchips after the 2011 earthquake and the Fukushima nuclear disaster. The company says it expects to make 9.3 million vehicles and plans to sell 8.7 of them by the end of March. The cuts will be coming from plants in Japan, the U.S., China, Europe, and other Asian countries. Peloton is beginning to install a repair to its treadmills after several reports of injuries this year. Brian Shook reports. Loosened screws were causing touchscreens to fall from some of its machines sold in the U.K. and Canada. Peloton posted on its website that users can now schedule an appointment to fix the issue starting this month. The repair has been approved by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. The company has not said when the machines will be available for purchase in the U.S. I'm Brian Shook. T-Mobile is confirming millions of their customers' personal information was exposed this week in a security breach. Lisa Taylor with more. The telecommunications company is calling the cyber attack highly sophisticated. The stolen data includes names, birth dates, social security numbers, and driver's license information for roughly 7.8 million current T-Mobile postpaid customers. That also includes more than 40 million records of former and prospective customers. The company is offering two years of free identity protection services for those who are affected. I'm Lisa Taylor. President Biden says the U.S. will require nursing homes to get staff vaccinated or lose federal funds. Speaking from the White House, Biden announced he's directing all nursing homes to require the employees to be vaccinated against COVID in order to continue receiving Medicare and Medicaid funding. The CDC reports about 60% of the nursing home staffers are already fully vaccinated, and this new rule affects about 15,000 homes. I'm Megan Steckler, and this has been your Business News Report. And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Jacqueline Rasmussen. Britney Spears' father, Jamie, has officially agreed to step down from the pop star's conservatorship. After 13 years of controlling Spears' finances, Jamie filed a document in L.A. agreeing to step down as conservator. Britney has recently accused her father of controlling her and using her estate and finances for his own personal benefit, even filing a petition asking him to be charged with conservator abuse. Scarlett Johansson is a new mom again. Page Six reports the actress and Saturday Night Live performer Colin Jost recently welcomed their first child together. 
Johansson is already a mom to six-year-old daughter Rose that she shares with ex-husband Romain Doriak. This is the first child for Jost who grew up on Staten Island. The couple quietly read in October 2020. Garth Brooks is canceling five upcoming major city shows. The country singer is citing the resurgence of COVID cases across the nation as the reason for canceling his stadium shows in Baltimore, Charlotte, Cincinnati, Nashville, and Foxborough, Massachusetts. He goes on to say he has thought the pandemic was behind us in July, but is now seeing the new waves of Delta variant cases and realizes he must continue to do his part. Brooks adds that he hopes to reschedule once the cases have gone down. Bob Dylan's biographer says a sexual abuse claim against the singer is quote-unquote not possible. A lawsuit was filed in New York last week by a woman who claims Dylan sexually abused her in a Manhattan hotel in 1965 when she was 12 years old. A spokesperson for the legendary singer-songwriter told the BBC that the 56-year-old claim is untrue and will be vigorously defended. Now a biographer who has written nine books about Dylan says the claim is not possible because he was touring in England during the time of the alleged abuse and has spent two of those weeks in Los Angeles. Marvel fans are coming to the defense of the upcoming movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings after several Disney fans noticed the lack of promotion for the film. Simu Liu, who stars in the action flick, has been the only one seen promoting the movie on his social media accounts. Many TikTok users are sharing their thoughts and some believe the lack of marketing is racially motivated. The action-filled movie will be shown in theaters September 3rd and will come to Disney Plus 45 days later. The weekend's hit Blinding Lights is breaking an all-time record. The song is now the longest charting series on the Billboard Hot 100 after 88 weeks. The song successfully beat the Imagine Dragons' Radioactive, which was tied for the number one spot at 87 weeks. The weekend took to Instagram to say that it's a big day for the song and thanks his fans. He said being able to continue to make music over the last decade has been nothing short of a blessing. Imagine Dragons frontman Dan Reynolds told Billboard he thinks The Weeknd is a genius. Barbara Streisand is taking back some of her initial praise for Bradley Cooper in Lady Gaga's A Star is Born. She had originally given the movie her blessing and praised the performances during the film's production and award cycle. Now the singer is saying the movie was the wrong idea. Streisand said at first she had been told the film would star Will Smith and Beyonce, and so she was surprised when she saw how alike it was to the version she had done in 1976. However, she says she can't argue with the success because she doesn't care about that as much as she does about originality. It looks like J-Lo is erasing more of A-Rod from her life. Jennifer Lopez has deleted most of her Instagram photos with Alex Rodriguez four months after they broke up and also unfollowed him. But the same isn't true for the former New York Yankees star. He still follows her and has posts of them together. After the split, the 52-year-old singer and actress rekindled her relationship with Ben Affleck. Those two are said to be going strong and even house hunting. I'm Jacqueline Rasmussen, and this has been your weekly entertainment recap here on Rowan Radio. And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Rowan Report, a weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 9.30 for another edition of The Rowan Report, exclusively here on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.